Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. you're having a great day. I want to thank you so much for spending part of it with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. And myself, my name is Chris Swan. Here's how you reach out, 419-794-3030. That's the phone number, 419-794-3030. Online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, delaying Social Security, delaying drawing benefits. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? And if you were looking to retire soon, what is the advice now in these turbulent times We've got items for you to check off your list for retirement. All this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys before we kick anything off. Nolan, Scott, as always, glad to be with you. How are you today? Doing well. Roasting. Hot. But it's better than shoveling snow. That's what I say. I I like the heat. What about you, Nolan? I do. I love the warm weather. I love summer. I uh, actually had Scott help me out uh, this week, get the boat out of his parents' garage. So getting that ready to get out, maybe on the water and spend a little time on the mommy. Uh, out working uh, with the son who is working in the garage, doing a little bit more on some of his crypto mining gear. And uh, then my other son is off at uh, Boy Scout camp this week. So yeah. I know he's a little bit hot, but we're going to show up this week and surprise him with uh, some ice cream and oh, uh, popsicles yeah, and s'mores and yeah. check in on him. So uh, things are good. Yeah. Yeah. Been, things are doing going well. It's been many years since I've done a Boy Scout summer camp, but I remember sweating profusely and then be like, I can't wait to get back to the, the tent and have my country time lemonade. I'm going to be the, the voice of dissent here. I prefer the cold and I know I'm going to get a lot of angry, <laughs> angry looks about it versus the heat. Uh, but it just goes to show what's good for one person is not necessarily going to work for the other person. It's the same thing when it comes to retirement. What your plan is, is going to differ from your friends and your neighbors and those former coworkers that you have. So you need to have a plan specific to you. And on the show, we're going to talk about strategies and ideas to hopefully get you not just to retirement, but through retirement and beyond that for whatever may come down the line, including, well, the Fed continuing to raise interest rates as it tries to control inflation. The last hike uh, was three quarters of a point, the highest since 1994. Is it going to work? How long is it going to take? Citibank's Kristen Bitterly, she gave her take on CNBC. The Fed, I think, needs to single to the market that they're inflation fighters. And so when we start to look at some of those pieces of the puzzle as to whether we could see inflation come down from here. Now, no, it's not coming down to 3%. It's going to come down to maybe six, six and a half by the end of the year. That's where we could see at least moving in the right direction and potentially a pause. I remember at the beginning of the year, they were saying that two and a half, three percent was the goal for the end of this year. Now they're changing the tune saying, you know, maybe next year, hopefully next year. Uh, So these high prices are going to be with us for a while, and some of it may, in fact, be permanent. What is the inflation rate you guys are building into the plans right now, and what is the danger of not having inflation factored in as part of the retirement plan? Well, I I definitely think that you really need to factor inflation in. You know, it's something that a lot of people, they retire and they think, well, I'm going to take a 4% withdrawal rate at retirement time. But, you know, they don't consider the impact of what inflation will be over time. And of course, we haven't had a whole lot of inflation, you know, recently, but it has a bigger impact. You know, when you look at it as well, I think, you know, what a retiree should do is take a look and 
really drill down kind of deeper on what are the areas that are going to impact them. So, mm-hmm. you know, one big huge increase in inflation, if you look at it, is the housing market. Right. You know, but if you're a retiree and you have the perfect retirement home that you're going to live in for the rest of your lifetime, and you've worked to pay that off moving into retirement time, you know, the massive increase in housing prices doesn't necessarily impact you if you plan on staying in that house. You know, on the other hand, things like your fuel, you know, everybody's feeling the impact of fuel. Yep. Groceries, everybody's feeling the impact on groceries. Mm-hmm. And Scott, wouldn't you say, you know, healthcare related cost uh, for retirees is another big one that keeps jumping up? Absolutely. You know, a couple of things to think about with healthcare costs. And a lot of people don't think about these things. You know, we see the, uh, you know, you go to the gas station, you go to the grocery store, you go to the home improvement stores, and you see the prices are, are much higher there. But, you know, a lot of the things that we don't see with healthcare, and I've got some examples here, a lot of the things with healthcare are the, the supplies, the medical supplies are going up. The knee brace, the shoulder slings, the crutches, you know, the CPAP machines, oxygen, all of those type of items, if you can even get them. I had a client that um, uh, told me that he needed a CPAP machine and they were three months out on getting a CPAP machine. Mm. So what do you think is going to happen when these items are going up and being charged to the, you know, the hospitals and the insurance companies are paying higher costs for these items, but you're still paying the same co-pays and deductibles. I mean, that's not gonna work. You're gonna see something happen probably around November, December, where you're going to start seeing these deductibles, these premiums, and these co-pays and out-of-pockets for the health insurance plans are going to go up. They're not going to have a choice. They're going to have to do that because the insurance companies are paying more, but you're not paying any more in your out-of-pocket expenses. So I think that's a recipe for a disaster coming down the pipe, you know. Be prepared because it's coming. Yeah, and so the things that we talk about, you know, today we're talking about how to retire in this crazy economy. And, you know, the thing is, is it's fun, I'd say, to sit around the campfire or cruise around the boat and talk politics or talk about some of these things. And it's so easy to to poke jabs about, you know, what's happening. But, you know, at the end of the day, what they do with Medicare premium, you know, what healthcare costs happen to be, what grocery costs are, you know, those are some of the things that are are somewhat beyond our control as an individual. So, again, on our show, the other things we want to do is make sure that we're giving you concrete ideas to implement in your plan on things that you do have decisions and what you can do to take control of. What we're talking about is inflation out of control and things that you can do to, you know, combat inflation. Uh, Number one, we've talked about it on the show the last couple of times is how to set up a government I-bond account. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So the series I-bonds, they're backed by the United States Treasury Department. So those bonds are currently paying 9.62%. I know our video on YouTube, we've got nearly 100 people that have viewed that video on how to set up your I-bond account because most people haven't had a bond since uh, 20 or 30 or 40 Mm -hmm. years ago because rates haven't been this high. But 9.62% is the rate on I-bonds. If you need help setting up an I-bond account, reach out to us or go to our YouTube channel. At YouTube, just type in America's Retirement Headquarters.com. Uh, the second thing, the good news is, again, is something that you can't control is uh, for retirees, you know, Social Security is getting that cost of living right. increase. Yep. So, you know, hopefully that's helping offset some of the impact. The third area that I think is really important that uh, you as an investor should be looking at today is controlling the yield in your portfolio. So things like dividend-paying stocks, you know, dividend-paying stocks have become even more in favor uh, 
so as uh, interest rates go up, as inflation becomes a problem, you know, investors oftentimes will shift from growth-oriented stocks to value. We see that trend continuing to happen, and then also that presents an opportunity where if you're getting higher dividend-paying stocks, you have more predictable income. And then one last strategy on this topic that I would share is one that maybe you haven't thought about is using a two-bucket strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've talked about our independent income system and creating the buckets of money. The two-bucket strategy is perfect right now for this type of an environment, and it's for those people that are close to or in retirement time, and you're looking at developing your income plan for the next, say, eight to 10 years. So how you develop this two-bucket strategy is you take and you set aside money for three to five years in an account that's not subject to stock market losses. So that is your current income bucket of money. Mm. Within the current income bucket of money, again, you're picking things that are gonna provide predictable income for the next three to five years. Uh, So one that can help remove or reduce the emotions of, oh my gosh, what's happening right now in the market. The second part of that is you could put it into like a annuity that offers a tax deferred growth, but also includes some type of income, increasing income in the future. So you could go to an insurance company and you could put money in a contract Then I could say in three years or in five years from now, if I want to turn this on for income for the next five years, how much income would you provide for me? And so you can go out and shop the insurance companies of America. Now, a lot of people have annuities and annuities are oftentimes misunderstood. There's good annuities, there's bad annuities. Mm -hmm. But again, this is an income annuity where it provides increasing income. So you can defer it for three to five years. You know exactly what it's gonna be worth, what the guaranteed growth factor is of income over the next three to five years. And then in five years from now, or three years, whatever maturity time frame you look for, you can turn that income on to provide income for the next, say, five years. So now you've got the next eight to 10 years set aside, which then allows you to, you know, be a little bit less concerned about the daily noise in the market. Sure. And again, it's another great strategy to take a look at, especially as interest rates have bumped back up. You know, Nolan, I have a couple of questions for you on this. So some of the areas where people are really going to be impacted are anybody that has uh, any outstanding debt on their credit cards because those are going to go up immediately. In fact, I think they already have. And your mortgages where you've got your home equity line of credits or your uh, adjustable rate mortgages where those rates fluctuate, would you advise to maybe look at taking some of those buckets of money and maybe paying off some of those, you know, use some of that money to pay off some of that debt? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're going to talk more about how to make retirement enjoyable. But one of the key characteristics that I've seen in my 28 years of experience is, you know, somebody who's in retirement that has a really enjoyable time is debt free. Sure. So you know, whether it's looking at how to aggressively pay off the mortgage over the next couple of years, or, you know, getting out and eliminating the credit card debts, or, you know, being free of payments even for a car loan. You know, I had read uh, some material from Dave Ramsey, who's another, you know, financial talk show Mm -hmm. host. And what he had talked about is the snowball effect. So years ago, my wife and I, we aggressively went to pay off all of the debts that we had. And then when we paid off our cars, what we did is we continued to make that same car payment into our savings account. Mm -hmm. So then when we're ready to buy a new car, we actually have cash available and we just pay cash for vehicles. 
You know, yeah. so I don't have any car loans right now. I pay off all that. And in fact, my mortgage will be paid off by the end of the year. And so it's the same principles that I would tell people that are getting close to a retirement time. Uh, eliminating and paying off debt is a great idea. Uh, that's going to make you feel a lot more comfortable moving into retirement time. In fact, if you like this topic or you like any of the topics that we're talking about, we do have a lot of classes that are coming up. Uh, I know we have several classes that we're going to be teaching on it. We just finished up our uh, classes here recently up in our Ann Arbor office, but we're going to be back here uh, in the Toledo area teaching our classes on the Baby Boomer Basics. If you want to get information about our upcoming events, just buzz on over to our website. It's americasretirementheadquarters.com. Simply click on the events tab, and what you'd find is that we've got the topic of coffee talk, so mm -hmm. helping people stay grounded, if you will, and making sure their plan is solid. We've got the Retirement Today, Prosper in a Period of Decline. So we've got several of those classes that are coming up throughout July and August. All of those are events that you can register for. And if those dates don't work for you, you can scroll down further and see some of our on-demand webinar events that we've put together for you uh, to help you out too. So lots of great ways to keep you informed, but uh, great questions there, Scott. Yeah, well, you know, one thing I want to I'll mention before we move off of this topic, it's kind of a, just a, the importance of getting in touch with someone like yourself to prepare for retirement and that, you know, when you talk about the increase in, in interest rates, you know, a lot of us understand that it impacts, like I just mentioned, the uh, credit card debt and the mortgage debt. But I heard something on the radio the other day that really surprised me. And I didn't think about this. And, and one of the things that it also impacts quite significantly is the national government debt. They own debt, they own, and they have loans and, and payables that are out there and they have to pay, as you and I do, everybody out there listening and watching, we all have to pay off our debt, well, so does the government. And, you know, the, the report was saying that the interest rate hike is going to impact the national debt and at some point could overtake a lot of the expenses that the government has. So uh, something to be prepared for and something that, you know, you want to make sure you've got the different buckets of, of money, like you said, Nolan, because, uh, you know, it's a great way to combat some of that increased cost. That two-bucket strategy is certainly something to take a serious look at as you get closer and closer to retirement, because in a time full of uncertainty, it can be very beneficial to have a strategy in place that provides predictable income to give you that emotional detachment. We are emotional beings by default, but if you have a plan in place, you can say, I know as far as the, you know, the day-to-day -day expenses for the next eight to 10 years, I've accounted for that. And so my money can ride the ups and the downs and hopefully have time to grow and, and counteract inflation down the line. But it starts with having a proper plan put in place. And that is something that you can get with America's Retirement Headquarters. Just give a call, 419-794-3030. 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. As Nolan mentioned there, if you click on the events tab over there at americasretirementheadquarters.com, a lot of great classes coming up. Uh, find the time and topic that is, is most convenient to you and then click on through and figure out how to uh, register and reserve your seat. That's at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Let's rewind back to 2020 uh, when the government was shut down at the beginning of the year due to COVID. The government pumped in trillions of dollars to keep us going. I don't remember what the final total was, and I don't really want to think about it, honestly. Uh, but it led to a quick recovery and many stocks soaring to new heights. But economist Eddie Gabor tells Fox Business, the market is now in 
Well, for a dose of reality. These bubbles are going to be popping one by one, and it's already happening. It happened in crypto first. It's down 50%. NASDAQ's down over 30 from its highs. And you're going to start seeing the larger cap plays do that. This market has to reset to where it was prior before we can move forward. So that means we need to be down at a minimum of 30% in the S&P, in my opinion, before we can even think about being close to a bottom. Now, 30% is a lot to lose period, but especially if you're in that retirement red zone. Guys, talk to me about the risk assessment that you do at America's Retirement Headquarters and how that can help people limit or maybe even stop some of the losses. Yeah, you know, I think it's really important for every investor to make sure that they're going through the the risk assessment that they have and, you know, having good open conversations with their financial advisor or, or even getting a second opinion if they're not comfortable with what they're hearing. But the first thing that I would say is, you know, it's been my experience that a lot of the risk assessment questionnaires that are out there are really designed to protect the firm, if you will. So they're, you know, trying to check the box and make sure, oh, yeah, we ask those questions. But, you know, it's oftentimes not until something really bad happens that, you know, people figure things out. A, a good example is, you know, years ago, back in the, say, 90s or early 2000s, when I was in business, we oftentimes would ask an investor, are you conservative, moderate or aggressive? And it might depend upon how the economy is doing at the time or even uh, might depend on how the weather is or how they're feeling that day. And it oftentimes wasn't until uh, the market really had a hiccup or, you know, went down that you found out maybe that the definition of moderate was different from uh, you and the client. Well, that's one of the great things I think about technology today is technology has really tried to help have that conversation. I think, you know, as a fiduciary, one of the things that I really want to do is I want to understand my clients and their individual goals and and objectives. The software that we use is uh, Riskalyze. So with Riskalyze, you know, what it does is it kind of takes a look at going through a series of questions. And I kind of refer to it like an eye doctor, you know, do, is this better or this one? Mm -hmm. Is this one or that one or this one or that one? So when you go through those series of questions, what it does is allows that investor to kind of really try to pinpoint. Now, you know, once you pinpoint that, then the next thing you could do is you can kind of stress test it. So I can say, well, you know, what would happen if, if 2008 did happen again? Sure. You know, when the market was down 53%, you know, how would your portfolio impact? And if you look at it, and you can look at percentage terms, because like in that quote there, the guy was talking about the market needs to be down 30%. Mm-hmm. It's good to know percentages, but when you look at it, you've got to know what that means also in dollar figure terms. Exactly. You know, so when you say on a million dollar portfolio, that's $300,000. You know, somebody may not be comfortable when they think about $300,000, because if you think about what it took you to first accumulate $300,000, that made it much more difficult. So that's why I like to use Riskalyze when we're doing the risk assessment and we're, you know, being able to kind of walk through that. There's more to risk than just a number. In fact, we have a whole show on this topic alone. What are the other risks in retirement? Again, that whole show is on YouTube if you want to check out the additional show. But when we're looking at risk, I think... You know, what we're also not thinking about is not just the risk of loss. We're really thinking about the risk of outliving our money, right? Isn't that the biggest risk that retirees face? And so one of the ways that you can help lower the risk in in our risk assessment that we take clients through, through what is called our independent income system checklist, is making sure that you're protecting your minimum monthly income needs. 
So when the economy turns south, like it has been recently, maybe you have to cut back on some of the extras, right? So maybe this isn't the year to get another vehicle. Maybe this isn't the year to buy a vacation home or take that Viking River cruise. That's okay. You know, last year was a great year. So a lot of right. people were able to get those dreams paid for or done. You know, so having your minimum monthly income covered from what I would consider to be more guaranteed income sources, that's going to help lower what your concerns are of, of uh, risk in retirement time. So, you know, things like pensions or social securities, uh, annuity income, you could look at as what I talked about, a little bit more predictable income through dividends and interest and taking a look at all those. So it's kind of a, mixing the different investments together. I would also say it's a good idea to have a backup plan. I had a conversation recently with a client. She had called in and she was concerned about her stock market account. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. I'm glad she called in. We had a conversation and I said, you know, you're not taking any money off of your account right now. Is there anything coming up that, you know, things are planning on changing? And she's like, no, I'm really comfortable with, you know, my social security and pension. This is just sometime for down the road in the future. And I said, well, if something did happen, uh, in her case, she had a fixed index annuity. So that account is principally guaranteed against loss. We talked about what the withdrawal features are in case things happen. And so in the event that uh, she needs a roof, needs right. to fix her car, mm -hmm. while her stock market account is down, she has a backup plan. She can pull money off of that other account. And so she felt a little bit more comfortable. Something else that I think is fairly unique that, you know, we've built out in our retirement guys formula in our investment approaches, a lot of our strategies have what are called circuit breakers. Sure. So I hear oftentimes uh, people will tell me, well, my other investor or my other advisor just said the market's down. Don't worry about it. It'll come back. You know, and, and that's fine if you're got time on your side. Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of people do have time on your side. But for those of us that are closer to or in retirement time, those are people that maybe don't necessarily have time. Right. They're not in their accumulation phase anymore. So a circuit breaker is a way to have a predetermined exit strategy that says, if things happen, you know, we can help protect you. I also think of it like a, a gas gauge, right? In, the, in your car, mm -hmm. right? I can push the gas pedal down when things are looking great and everything's clear ahead of me and I'm going down the expressway. Mm -hmm. Or if things get you know risky and technically they turn negative, you can let off that gas pedal. But you know most investors are in a plan that the plan's going seventy five miles Full an throttle. hour, yeah. no matter what that's <laughs> right, ahead, right? right? So even if they see a crash ahead, they're still going seventy five miles an hour. That just doesn't make sense. So if you don't have an exit strategy, you know a circuit breaker approach in place, I think that's another way that we can kind of help get you through this environment. The other thing that I'd say is make sure you know and understand what you own. You know, again, one of the things that we've promoted is cash rich, low debt companies and or companies that are products that people use every day because they tend to be more defensive. So the last thing is, is if you're working with an advisor, you know, we don't work for free. Our firm doesn't either. Any financial advisor, this is the time where they should be earning their paycheck. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's also, it's kind of a two-way street. So if you're feeling uncertain and you're not comfortable, pick up the phone, call your advisor. If you're not hearing from your advisor, call us. Whether you're a listener or whether you're a client, just if we want to have a conversation, we'd be happy to talk to you. We could kind of look at what you have, maybe help you take a deep breath, because this is the type of environment you don't want to be making a mistake. You don't wait till the market goes down and then sell. Right. That's a recipe for disaster. 
Now, I'm not saying there shouldn't be changes made within the portfolio, mm-hmm. but again, if you're going to dramatically shift gears and change your approach, you know, what history has shown is after the market has dropped 20 or 30 percent, and it depends on what index you look at, that's what happened. That is a painful lesson to get out and wait till things get better. So there's ways that we can help kind of walk you through that approach if you're concerned about, you know, the markets and you think things could continue to get worse. Well, it's uh, kind of a double whammy. I mean, you sell low. And then you see the market, you start feeling good again. You know, your stress levels are down. You see the market back up. You're like, hey, I think it's time to get back in. Well, you're selling low and buying high. I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. And it's just not the right way to do things. It really is. And, you know, what they say is that history doesn't repeat itself, but it oftentimes rhymes. So one of the things that I've talked about is what's called intra-year declines versus calendar year returns. You know, so if you look back and go back to 1980, right, that's a lot of years of data. What we can see is how far at one point did the S&P 500 index go down throughout the year? Okay. So as an example, in 1980, maybe it went down 17% at one point was the entry year decline. But at the end of the year, the market actually ended up positive. So if we look at it and we use history as a guideline, what we can do is we can go back to 1980 and we can say, how many times has the S&P 500 index dropped more than 20%? And then we can say, how many times did it come back? And, you know, how quickly did it come back? What were the things? So in my opinion, again, the market doesn't care what my opinion is, but in my opinion, a lot of the worst is behind us. Mm -hmm. So you want to turn panic into opportunity, start looking for things. Don't, you know, be in the scenario where 80% of the time the market has not had as big a pullback as it has recently. And be in the scenario where you make the change when 80% of the time, you know, we're in a scenario that the market hasn't pulled back as big as it has recently. When we started this topic out, we were talking about COVID in 2020 and going back to then. Uh, don't you think, I mean, that was kind of a, a crazy and special circumstance. I don't do what you do, so I don't know the charts. I don't know back to 1980 up to now. I just live my day-to-day life, you know. But it dropped so drastically then and came storming back so quickly. Has history shown that it's happened that severely from a fall and an increase that drastic? No, it, it really hasn't. That was the fastest drop, actually, I think, in the history of the stock market. So greater than the crash of 29 and mm-hmm. probably, quite frankly, the, the fastest rebound mm-hmm. in history. Well, that's what I remember. I mean, it was like I, I remember you and I were standing and talking about, uh, you know, oil, you know, and, and the, the different prices. I mean, at one point they were paying people to take oil, you know, and now look at it where it's at today. And then all of a sudden everything just comes storming back. And I don't ever remember it, you know, in the 60 years I've been around. And uh, I mean, it just seems crazy that it was that drastic. Yeah. So again, you know, uh, numbers nerd like me studying the numbers and looking at things, you know, what we did as uh, as a country is they dumped trillions of dollars and gave everybody free money. They gave money to businesses. You know, they bought stocks. They bought bonds. They bought the market and bought the economy back, which is really what rallied it back. So the question that you need to be thinking about as an investor out there is, will our leadership today bail us out if and when things continue to get worse? Good question. That is a good question. So I don't know that this administration would be as friendly to Wall Street as maybe the last administration. So, again, you know, I'm not saying the worst of it's over with. I hope it is. Obviously, mm-hmm. you hope it is. But I think is now's a good time to be looking for opportunities. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, not put yourself in a position where you're going to get too far hurt if you need to have some safety nets. There are things that can be done to kind of help you get in a position to not only protect but rebound going forward.
And to see what those are, give a call to America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030, calling back to you know, March of 2020 when the market did see its significant drop. How many people went to cash? And then thanks to, for better or worse, the influx of the stimulus money, you know, the market did rebound. How many of those people were still in cash? How many people waited until it was too late? They did that very thing that we advise against. They sold low. And by the time they got back in, if they got back in, I'm assuming by this point they have, you know, they ended up buying uh, much higher. Don't do that. <laughs> I think I think that's pretty common sense. But if you have a tactical plan in place to take that emotional detachment, you know, have that in there, you can avoid making those mistakes. And to get a little shot of that discipline, to get that instilled in you, pick up the phone, give a call to America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030, or go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. Don't forget the events page over there at America's Retirement Headquarters if you're interested in reserving your seat for one of the upcoming classes that they've got going on. AmericasRetirementHeadquarters.com. And you guys have told us that if you want to absolutely maximize your Social Security benefits to the fullest, claim them at age 70. You're going to get paid 24% more a year by waiting three years past your full retirement age. So seems like a pro. Big upside there. Uh, Are there any cons when it comes to delaying until 70? First, let's look at the numbers. The numbers show that nearly 70% of Americans elect to draw Social Security before their full retirement age. When you take benefits early, I mean, you can take benefits as early as age 62. I mean, there's also special situations for widows, but generally speaking, age 62, what you're doing is you're selecting a benefit where you get, you know, roughly a 35% reduction. And that penalty is locked in for the rest of your lifetime. Right. You know, Nolan, I was um, out on the golf course the other day and I happened to see a friend of mine that we were doing a little chatting over the fence, so to speak. You know, he's got a, a pool with a fence around and I was standing there and talked to him. He hadn't seen him in a while. And they were talking about a friend of ours that the wife is looking to retire. She's 62 years old. She's going to retire. She's just frustrated, ready to go, you know. But then they, were, they, they made a comment about how she is looking to draw Social Security at 62. And I, I you know, I'm like... Oh, no, no, tell her no, tell her please no. Um, And, you know, that's a difficult conversation to have with friends amongst friends because, you know, some people are set in their ways and they want to do this. And um, but, you know, I was explaining to him, I'm like, you're looking at like 35 percent penalty for the rest of your life. Have them reach out. And and there's so many people that do that on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so we teach this class. This is part of our upcoming class. We have a topic, you know, in our educational event that's coming up where we're talking about Social Security. In fact, we've had classes that are just on this topic alone. So I oftentimes, I'll ask the crowd, I'll say, why? Why would you take a lifetime penalty? And uh, the two most common answers that I hear back is, number one, uh, I've run the numbers, in order for me right. to break even, I've got to live past, say, age 75. Right. Well, folks, I'm betting on you living in retirement time, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens if you do live past age 75? And I think the likelihood is that most retirees are going to live. A married couple, there's you know, very good odds that one of them is going to live past age 75. So don't look at it as a break even. You know, I could say as a financial advisor, I've never had anybody in my 28-year career give me money and say, I hope you break even. Right, right, right. <laughs> so don't look at Social Security as a break even. Look at Social Security as how do I get the maximum amount of predictable lifetime income? And the great thing about it is, 
you know, there's so many good things about Social Security. You know, it's guaranteed by the federal government. Mm -hmm. it, it offers a lifetime income guarantee. It offers spousal benefits. It offers survivor benefits. It offers a guaranteed cost of increase. There's a lot of great features. And when you look at what the value for a husband and wife over the course of their lifetimes, it's oftentimes over a million dollars is what a married right. couple and the decision of taking it early versus later can make tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference it's worth running the analysis there's no one right approach now i would say again in situations there can be reasons why to take it early so if somebody doesn't have other income sources right, right. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe you probably should keep working, but if you don't have other income sources, that would be one option. The second thing is, is healthcare related, right? Right. So, I mean, if you have health and there's health issues, then maybe you do want to draw Social Security. So, again, this is an area that there's not one right answer for everybody. Mm -hmm. But, again, I think 70% of people drawing early, there's got to be a large percentage of those people that probably aren't making the best decision uh, for their lifetime when you look at what the numbers really could be over their lifetime. So, crunch the numbers, folks. Yeah, you know, I, I experienced that with my mom you know when my dad passed away uh we get the letters in the mail from social security administration and uh, mom says dad uh, son i don't understand what this what, what does this mean and, and i was looking at the statement and uh, they automatically gave her an increase in the uh, social security that she was getting uh, as a result of dad's passing away you know so she got the survivor benefit which really helped her out a lot it bumped up uh you know her monthly social security uh, uh check so yeah you, you're right everybody's individual situations are different but boy really crunch the numbers yeah you may crunch the numbers you may think you know and you talk to friends and family and, and other people and what works for them doesn't always work for you and, no. and you need to make sure that you meet with somebody that's going to give you all of the information to make a good educated decision on when to take it you know you're not going to get that information that is at the social security office they are there you know bless them for right. it i don't want to disparage them by any means they're there to process the paperwork but when it comes to actually helping you decide you know, when is the right time to turn it on? Basically, when you go there, they're they're going to turn it on for you. That is the plan. So you want to run the numbers. You want to figure it out beforehand. I think that 70% is, is alarming, but also I think it has to do with a lot of a lack of education. So hopefully just by listening to the show, you know, you are already aware of the fact that there is a lot of benefit to delaying. Is it the right answer for you? Quite possibly, but come in, sit down, uh, run the numbers with America's Retirement Headquarters, see if that could work for you and, and figure out the best strategy that's going to go going forward for you and your spouse. 419-794-3030 is the number, or you can go to americasretirementheadquarters.com. Like Nolan said, Social Security, one of the topics uh, they cover during their educational classes to find a class uh, at a convenient time and location to you. Uh, just click on the events tab over there at America's Retirement Headquarters. There's an irony, I think, that the people who do need Social Security as soon as possible, they would benefit the most, obviously, from... Uh, a larger benefit. So a bit of a disconnect. So like Nolan said, maybe maybe right. there is some merit to continuing to work. I know it's not something anybody out there in that retirement resident wants to hear, but uh, that is one of the options as well. But again, figure out what's best for you. 419-794-3030. So imagine all the people that were looking forward to 2023 as the year they would finally be able to retire. But with financial markets in turmoil, Guys, have you had any clients that are now rethinking their retirement plans? And if that is the case, what are you telling them? 
I think a big part of it is, again, going back into and turning crisis into opportunity. You know, volatility, like what we're seeing, is, is not always a bad thing. It's just, again, it's it's how you look at things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and I know it's easy to just look at the negatives. In fact, you know, my wife is always like, turn the news off because, <laughs> right. you know, there's really nothing good on the news. So she'd always rather turn on the travel channel or, you know, have us watch something else. <laughs> you know. And she is she's spot on. No, and that is so funny. So, uh, you know, this past weekend, my wife and I went to uh, Kent State. My daughter got a new job, and she's, uh, uh, as you all have heard me say before, you know, she's an athlete, right? She has no business casual clothes. So, you know, she batted her eyes, said, Dad, can you come to Kent and help me do some shopping? So my wife and I went there, and on the way to break up a two-hour and 15-minute drive, we do this little game, and we uh, turn the display off on the radio, and we try to guess the name of the song and, and uh, you know, who's <laughs> singing it. I am terrible at that. I know the songs, but I don't know who sings them. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know that. And you know what she yells at me? Well, if you listen to something other than talk radio, <laughs> you might know some of these songs, you know? So you're right, you know, Karen telling you, hey, turn the news off, turn that stuff off. It'll drive you crazy. Well, it's the same thing for me. It really is. But there are ways that you can turn, you know, this crisis into opportunities. So, you know, those of you that are looking to retire in 2023, those of you that have just retired or, you know, maybe you retired last year, right before everything kind of went south. There are definitely things to do right now where you can turn crisis into opportunity. Uh, So the first one I'd say on Wall Street, be shopping for bargains. Um, we're a couple of months into golf season this year. I play over at Riverby. Mm-hmm. I think this is my 19th year of playing, and uh, I, I love going out on Thursday. Great group of people. I'm just not a great golfer. It's, I'm a Thursday night golfer, right? Sure. So at the end of last season, I went over to Men's Warehouse over at Fallen Timbers, mm-hmm. the, and they had clearanced out all of their golfing pants. There and so. Go. I stocked up and I bought them all. I got the blue, the black, the tan, you know, yeah, I got right, all the right, colors. Right. And I folded them up and I actually put them downstairs in the closet where I mm-hmm. keep my, like, my rain gear and golf gear over the winter. And I had forgot all about them <laughs> until I went down there here recently and I pulled them all out. But what I was able to do is I was able to buy bargain basement quality right. clothes that are well needed right now. Mm-hmm. Use that same analogy. If you go out, there is quality companies that are in great financial position that have been absolutely beaten up because people have panicked and sold for no good reason, pushing those stock prices down. And again, like I didn't need my pants for a while. If you don't need that for a while, buying those bargains can take a crisis into opportunity. The second thing that you want to do right now is look at Roth conversions. Mm -hmm. If you have a traditional retirement account, what you're doing is you're telling the government, let's figure it out later. You're delaying taxes till some point in the future. And then, you know, at the age 72, they force you to take required distributions out. With the out of control spending that we've had on, you know, the government with um, the massive debt that we've accumulated for a long time, that's Mm -hmm. just on skyrocketing, the only way the government can make up for that is higher taxes. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not cutting their spending, right? No. They are looking at possibly higher taxes. In addition to that, if you own investments that you believe in, or even with history, what history has shown, when the markets go down, the markets come back. Would you rather pay taxes while you know what the rate is right now, while your investments are temporarily down in price, 
knowing that at some point in the future, they could go back up. If you converted that money to a Roth IRA, you can lock in your tax rate today, mm -hmm. locking in the lower account value. And then if and when the account value goes back, all that growth is tax-free in a Roth IRA. Again, there's some stipulations. You want to be age 59 and a half before you take you know, the, the profits out of the account. You have to have the account open for five years or longer. But there is just a tremendous opportunity to, get to turn crisis into opportunity in this marketplace right now for those of you that are close to or in retirement time. Nolan, let me ask you a question about that because I love that concept. I'm 60 years old. I'm working. I have a, a 401k through work. I want to take advantage of this. Can I roll money out of my current employer 401k into a Roth IRA and still contribute my maximum for employer match getting free dollars for my employer? I mean, that's always a good thing to get free money, right? Can I take some of the money I have in that and move it to a Roth? Well, good question. And I'm glad you're thinking that way because in most retirement plans, people that are listening, they could say, well, I have a 401k, I'm not eligible for a Roth conversion. But, you know, as you point out, with most 401k plans, if you're over the age 59 and a half, mm -hmm. what they allow you to do is they allow you to take money, move it to what is called a self-directed IRA. Okay. Then from a self-directed IRA, you could convert that money over to a Roth IRA. So it's a two-step process where people who thought maybe this option's not available, for those of you who are over 59 and a half, it could be an option. Now, there's another option that's out there too it's high income earners so most high income earners they think well i'm not eligible to make contributions to a roth ira well that could be true but again i'm not talking about contributions i'm talking about conversions right so if you're a listener out there and you're a high income earner and you're not eligible for a roth contribution this could also be a time where a roth conversion could be a great strategy for a high income earner to be able to open up the opportunity for tax-free dollars so again and lots of great opportunities right now. The other thing that I'd say is make sure that you have every dollar working, right? So when you get up and you retire, you are not going to be getting up going to work every day. So that means every dollar that you have has to right. get up and go to work, right? Well, have you ever seen, not here, but have you ever seen another company's lazy workers, <laughs> right? It's like lazy assets, right? Right. There's lazy assets that we see all the time in portfolios, you know, money that's sitting around and it's just not working for that person. That could be a high cash balance that they have for some unexpected emergency. Mm -hmm. You know, you can reposition that money from your left pocket to your right pocket, put it in something that still offers liquidity, but have an opportunity to have much greater growth potential. Uh, that's things like liquid life insurance. That's things like the government savings right. bonds that we're talking about. Uh, Reevaluating and making sure every single one of your things is working. Again, you know, lazy assets are like non-dividend producing stocks. Yeah. Might be an opportunity to reposition some of that for increased yield. I had a client that actually had that very situation. Uh, they had uh, roughly 125000 sitting in a savings account. Well, you know, savings accounts are nothing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, and and she, unfortunately, she lost her job um, and she had a pension where uh, it, it was roughly $1,000. And if she were to pass away, her husband would get nothing, right? Uh, so she was concerned about that. And she says, you know, I really don't want to do that. And, you know, I like to have my husband at least get something. So there was another option where, she could take a $700 a month benefit and have guaranteed income. If she passes away, her husband would still get that, that remaining money. 
So I looked at that and I said, okay, wait a minute. Why don't we kind of reposition? Like you said, take some money out of this pocket. Take that $125,000 you've got in your savings account. Let's just take half of that money. We ended up taking 75000 of that money. We put it into a life insurance policy, which guaranteed some death benefit for the husband. We were able to give them $1,000 a month, an additional $300 in income a month and they had some long-term care coverage and some death benefit and they took lazy assets and they had some cash value in there that if there was an emergency they could take that cash value out you know that's one example of using lazy money sitting in a savings account doing nothing for you and really maximizing it it worked out well for them and and um that's another way to do that yeah and you know really then the final thought is getting a you know pay increases i've gone through and we've done the you know, retirement income checklist. And with the retirement income checklist, oftentimes we're able to find how to produce 20% more income for folks. And mm. that's by, again, looking at moving things into higher dividend paying stocks or doing what you're talking about and moving money into more productive assets. Sure. And, you know, that's another way to help combat today's inflation is to be able to make sure that every dollar is getting up and going to work. That way, if you're retired, you can uh, just sleep in a little bit longer. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really what it's all about. If if you're not an early riser, like I tend to not be, you know, being able to relax and not have to wake up and go, well, time to start day trading because I am I'm 100% tied in the market. That is not, I think, an ideal retirement solution. Figuring out how to make those dollars work for you uh, starts with a little bit of groundwork. Fortunately, you don't have to do it by yourself. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you out with that, start developing that plan, you know, figure out how to turn crisis into opportunity, like they said, with the the possibility of Roth conversions, the possibility of buying stocks at these lows right now. I don't know anybody who's ever gone into a store where it's on sale and said, you know what, I like this, I like this product, but can you tell me when it's going back up to full price? Can you tell me that? I'm going to come back and buy it then. <laughs> Taxes are on sale right now. Stocks are on sale right now. This is a great time to really take advantage of that, turn that into opportunities. And if you want to figure out how else to be smarter about your retirement plan, give a call, 419-794-3030. Or go online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Some people have a hard time actually enjoying their retirement because they're worried about running out of money. And AIG's Todd Selash says, taking the time to design a good financial plan will give you the focus on the things that really matter. It comes down really to two things. People want to spend time with their family and they want to do meaningful work, which isn't necessarily what they did pre-retirement. But those two things really matter a lot to folks. And having a financial plan will help you avoid worrying about that. Instead, you can worry about, you know, how much sugar did my dad feed to my kids and when do they need to come home to me and doing the kinds of things that they love. So how do you guys help clients actually enjoy their retirement years? Well, I think uh, the book that's out there, a good one for our listeners to grab is From Success to Significance. And in fact, we, you know, we've been talking a lot about this at Hooves. You know, oftentimes with Hooves, you know, what they've done is they spent their military career being told what to do each and every day. Mm -hmm. And then they come back here and they're on their own. Right. It, you know, what we see is that trend is kind of similar with retirees, right? So you got up went to work, did your nine to five every single day, you had your routine, and then one day was your last day at work. Yeah, And you need to find your new blueprint in life. And so I think the first step is figuring out what is your blueprint? What does that look like for you? You know, uh, that can be coming out to an organization like Hooves or some of the other great people that we've interviewed on our Committed to the 419 show. Yeah, like the Red Cross. And getting actively involved. Yep. Making a difference in saving lives or helping rescue uh 
kittens, you know, if you were Courtney in retirement time, <laughs> things like that. So it's, you know, going from success, building a successful retirement plan and a successful career to now significance, you know, making sure that you're doing something that has a big impact for a long time. And kind of the way to do that. And, you know, I know what you were talking about earlier with, you know, if somebody had all of their money in the market. In fact, this is the challenges that we talk about as uh, somebody who serves on boards with nonprofits is, you know, with the economies in the market being down, people are maybe not going to be as comfortable giving this year, mm -hmm. right? right? So that's some of the upcoming concerns that a lot of the nonprofits have. And I, I get it, right? If they're all their money's in the market, they're uncertain about how things look like, maybe their giving plan is going to look a little bit different. But it doesn't have to be that way. The first way to make your enjoyable, if there's one thing that you do, do this. Protect your minimum monthly income needs with guaranteed income sources, period. The rest is all your fun stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you have those expenses taken care of, and, and you know, we talked about the strength of being able to eliminate debt, so not necessarily your, your mortgage, but you're always going to have to pay homeowner's insurance, you know, utilities, things like that. You're going to have to have mm -hmm. those expenses. Those are always going to be uh, recurring. And so if you know that that is covered, health insurance, medications that you may be on, you know, you don't want to have a situation arise where you go, hmm, the markets are down, so I might not be able to get my medication. Certainly not, not something that you want to do, or, you know, I'm not going to be able to uh, get groceries. Now, if it's something like, maybe I need to delay that vacation for a little while, that is a fun thing. And we hope that's not the case, but that time may arise. But as long as your your day-to-day -day expenses are taken care of, uh, you can have a bit of that emotional detachment, like we talked about earlier in the show, and help you hopefully be able to enjoy your retirement more to figure out how to do that, whether that comes from Social Security or a pension or a, a guaranteed income uh, product, like a fixed index annuity possibility. 419-794-3030. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you explore those options. 419-794-3030 or americasretirementheadquarters.com. Uh, here on the show, we're talking a lot about things that people may not necessarily think about in the working world, uh, but they should before they get into retirement. And one of those is long-term care insurance. There's an article in Market Watch that recommends long-term care insurance so that we don't leave our loved ones with the burden and expense of caring for us if and when that time comes. And the if is turning more into a, a when at this point. I think it's like 70% chance that you're going to need some form of assistance. But here's the truth, guys. It is so expensive. So are there any alternatives to a black and white long-term care insurance policy that might be a little more manageable? Well, I think the long-term care policies of old have kind of gone away mm -hmm. um, because of that cost. I mean, they are very expensive. And a lot of people look at those and say, man, you know what, I'm paying all this premium for all these years. And, and you know, a long-term care, the numbers are showing anywhere from one to three years is uh, the typical stay in a long-term care facility. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are some what they call hybrid plans out there where it's a life insurance policy that has some uh, uh, benefits for long-term care writers added on to it, which is a good way to do that and it protects your assets. It leaves something on for the legacy of the family and gives you that long-term care coverage. But there's one thing that I can't stress enough, and that's the importance of at least having a discussion or at least talking about it and getting something put in place. I want to tell you what happened this past week. In 28 years of being in this business, it's probably the first I've actually had this happen. I had a daughter of a client of ours. She asked me a very simple question. She said, is there any way to file a claim on my dad's Medicare or his Medicare supplement policy? Uh, I live in Arizona. 
And my dad lives in Ohio and had some extremely difficult health issues that uh, I, being the only child, I have been coming back and forth from Arizona for the past six months. Unfortunately, my dad passed away as a result of his illnesses and that, but I heard through my attorney through probate that there may be an opportunity for me to recoup some of my expenses. Uh, that was a first for me. Uh, so I said, well, you know what, let me do some digging. Let me find out exactly what, um, what's out there and available for you. There's really nothing out there. It's horribly unfortunate. Now there is an exception to that. If the person that they're giving care for is Medicaid, not just Medicare, but Medicaid Mm -hmm. or a veteran, then there are resources available to reimburse a family caregiver. And it is technically called a family caregiver, you know, because a health insurance policy uh, in Medicare and Medicare itself does cover home health. But that is for a licensed medical professional, like a, a, a nursing aide or a nurse that was going to come out. So what will blow up your retirement and what will really set you back? And that is paying for these expenses. She had three trips over a six-month period where she had extended stays, airfare, food, and she didn't even know how to take care of things for her dad. Believe me, long-term care is the answer to protect against that, and there are several different options out there. You know, the hybrid long-term care policies are something that are are very costly, and it gives you not just long-term care coverage, but life insurance coverage. Yeah, I agree, because otherwise, you know, what's going to happen is the facility is going to want you to pay out of pocket for all of that. Absolutely. I know we're running up on the end of the show here, but uh, two quick ideas is, one, consider taking one, two, or three percent out of your retirement account and repositioning into, you know, one of these life leverage plans. Absolutely. What you're going to be doing is you're going to be moving money from the tax deferred to the tax free category. Mm -hmm. If you or your loved one never needs long term medical care, it's going to ultimately pass off in the form of life insurance, which can be paid income tax free probate free cash versus the traditional retirement account. Or if you needed long-term medical care, as soon as the policy's in force and you meet the definitions of you know needing the care, then those benefits are immediately available. Right. You could argue, yes, I'm using a little bit of my money, but you know, is it worthwhile in your family situation to take one to three percent to protect the other ninety-seven to ninety-nine percent of your account? Absolutely. A lot of people it makes a ton of sense because it's not a use it or lose it like traditional long-term care insurance. And then the the second thing is I'd say going back to the lazy asset. You know, for those folks who have uh, lazy assets, again, there can be a way to take some of that money in some of those lower interest earning accounts, actually be able to be in a position to earn more money keep it liquid and available in case that emergency comes up. But in the meantime, be able to double or triple the benefits you can leave for your family and to get for long-term medical care too. So lots of good solutions. Uh, We love that approach. That's the approach I have for my own family and a lot of our clients that we recommend too. Uh, So great ideas and great solutions for you. A lot of different strategies out there and there's no right or wrong, absolute right or wrong answer for anybody out there. Well, the wrong answer, if there is going to be one, is to not account for the possibility of long-term care, to say that it's not going to happen to me. I'm going to be in that 30%. We hope that's the case. We hope that you don't need any form of long-term care assistance, but it's, it's going to affect somebody out there and not planning for it uh, is in fact a decision and almost certainly the wrong decision. So the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can explore the ins and outs, all the different options for you. Just give a call, 419-794-3030. 
Go online to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Please have a great week ahead of you. And uh, gentlemen, as we wrap up, I'm going to leave you with the final word. I just say, you know, if you're thinking about retirement, looking forward to retirement or just retired, you know, this is the time again to take and turn success to significance. We hopefully can be part of that journey with you. If not, uh, enjoy the trip. Enjoy the ride. We'll be back uh, same time, same channel right here on uh, 1370 WSBD. Thanks for tuning in. We are America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys and America's Medicare Associates. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.